Letting our emotions get the best of us when planning and saving for our financial lives can have serious consequences. When we come back, we'll break down 10 deadly sins to avoid when planning your finances. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling your finances. Welcome to the podcast once again. It is your finances untangled. Mo Param of Cloud Vesters, a fiduciary firm, virtual but with the human touch, and recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. Consumer advocate Dave Perkins here. Mo, it looks like you are holding financial church in here today. <laughs> is that what we're doing? Uh, can I get an amen here, Dave? Can I get I can, an amen? I can give you an amen and even this, because this is what we are doing today. The 10 Deadly Financial Sins. Yes. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> the sins to avoid in your financial life. How are you, Mo, by the way? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Sorry if I sound a little stuffy. This pollen is kicking my my tail. Oh, yeah. You know, now that you mentioned I do hear it, you asked me you earlier. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And yeah, we are we are about to hit peak pollen season. Oh, man. At time it's, of recording. I just can't. I just got to avoid it. I just we just can't avoid it. But it's just it's really taking a toll on me. But it's all right. It's, it's okay. everywhere. It really is. I, 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 I'm having kind of the same effect with it pollen and what is it in the fall ragweed ragweed (laughs) (laughs) well now so obviously there are things you want to avoid and we're labeling them as financial deadly financial sins here today that's right that's right yeah man things to you definitely want to avoid them right and and some of them may I think I think this key thing is you may not even realize that you are heading down these paths. But if you if you do realize, great, because, you know, self, if you can evaluate yourself and that's that's awesome and realize, hey, I need to to snap out of it. But as as a financial advisor, what we do with our clients is in some aspects, talk about all of these. We don't really call them deadly sins with our advisor, with our clients, but we do talk to them about certain points how the how these can really impact them down the road especially over time like for instance the first one is pride and when you think about pride it's sometimes it is we're we're prideful in in a lot of areas right you Mm -hmm. know if you have kids you're proud you're proud of your kids the stickers on the back of your car show that the stickers on the back of your car show that right but the way pride can show in your financial life is you know, thinking if you look about if you look at the market, right? You may think that oh, look at my portfolio. I can totally uh, beat the market by picking random individual stocks and managing the managing the investments on my own and essentially timing the market. And so you might have had a great year. You know, I actually the other the other day I was speaking to a potential client, and last year he invested twenty thousand dollars right around March and year end at the end of the year. He made a hundred thousand dollars, so his account yeah. ended oh. with one hundred twenty thousand dollars. So he made a hundred thousand dollars in nine months. In nine months, but can he repeat? Yeah. Can he? No, re- yeah, 
that, can he repeat it, right? So that's why yeah. he's coming to us because he didn't have pride, right? He saw the humility in the markets in the last few weeks and said, hey, I need some help. I know last year was just an anomaly in some aspects and great. By all means, I had a great year, great run to market. You know, I, I won, but I'm starting to see things slip now. And now I know that I actually, now that I actually have amassed this, this money, I need help with investing. So he didn't have pride, right? But you can see how if, you know, he just thought that I can beat the market, I can yeah. climb the market, I'm, I'm the best thing since sliced bread, <laughs> that type of pride can lead to disaster. Well, it can. It can. And he was smart. That, that was good. He realized, Young hey, guy, too. Caught a, caught a lucky break there. What did you say he was? Young, young guy, 20, 25, 26, man, he's got a bright future ahead of him. And if you'll keep, cause he's got a good head on his shoulders. He didn't right. get cocky, you know, didn't he, get cocky. he didn't let his pride get the best of him. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's, that's a great example about how we do need to keep our emotions in check. And really, I mean, that's a role that you play at cloud Vesters because I mean, it's understandable that emotions come into play when you're planning your financial life and you need someone, an accountability coach like Mo, who can keep that pride in check. And I mean, the, the emotions in check. Here's the next one. Greed. Yes, greed. <laughs> now, Gordon Gecko did say greed is good, but is it? <laughs> is it? Uh, well, and especially... I don't know if greed, uh, yeah, you want to be, success is good. Greed, though? Yeah, success is good. But greed, greed is on another level, right? Greed is when you've lost grip of reality and really have decided that, the thing with greed is you may start to do things that are unconventional and you may do things that are outside of your normal routine and you go the extra mile and sometimes you, you don't even you don't even worry about who you may crush during the road, right? Uh -huh. And so, so for some aspects, if you think about what we saw earlier this year, where GameStop, for instance, there were I, I saw somewhere where someone made I think a five hundred five I think it was like five hundred five hundred dollar investment in GameStop right at the right at the beginning, and that and initial five hundred that five hundred dollars was like hundred to something thousand dollars at that point. At a, at a level, yeah. you, you've got to say to yourself, like, okay, th this was a flash in the pants. Let's, Not only let's that, but a, an orchestrated flash in the pan. An orchestrated flash you know? in the pan, exactly. And let's just go ahead and take some money off the table. I'm not saying take all of it, right? But let's just go ahead and not overly – and just forget the fundamentals, right? Yeah. And, and apparently this guy, his, his friends had to continue telling him – Get, get out, get out, get out, sell, sell, sell. And finally he did. And three days later, you know, GameStop started taking a, taking a, uh, a roller coaster down. Uh -huh. down. And he would have lost, I don't think he would have lost everything, but he would probably would have lost a third of his account. Oh, man. But that's where greed comes into place. Right? Well, yeah. At what, point, yeah. at what point is enough enough? But also at what point do we, stay, do we say to ourselves that um, cheating and... We won't go outside of the lines to just to be successful. And that's where greed comes into place, where, 
you know, you might see someone who who's overly allocated in their investments in one area because the market in some sectors are killing it. And so they're putting all their money in the market in this one sector and not realizing that, you know what, that might be fine when the market's doing great or that sector is doing great. But what happens if, you know, we have a week or two or even right now we're starting to see money move out of growth to value, right? Yeah. Well, if all your money was in growth stocks, then you, you, you're taking a little bit of a beating this month. Or well, actually, this month, this quarter. Mm-hmm. So that's where greed comes into place, where you, you you start to separate reality from the emotions, and you're not really understanding that at some point it's okay to say, "I'm okay if the next person wins, right?" But let me at least take some of my winnings. Let me just take some of my earnings off the table, so that way you're not you're not left in a worse position than you were before. We're counting down the top ten financial deadly sins. Lust. Uh-oh. Now, I know people are going lust, but I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, what did I turn in? What did I tune into? People are saying. <laughs> <laughs> really? I think where you're going with this is people who become financial junkies of financial media, and yeah. and and you can spend too much time on that, and it can start to warp your sense of reality. <laughs> Yes, yes, it can. You know, it's a, you know, lust is like an intense desire, right? It's an intense desire for, for something, for an object, right? And so, what what I'm talking about is the lust for even like information, and it, information is good, right? There's nothing wrong with trying to find as much information as you can, but where the lust comes into the point is when you become addicted, right? When you are consistently watching you know cnbc fox business fox news um and all these did bloomberg right you're just you're just constantly constantly feeding that yourself guy kramer i mean that'll get your energy level up right i'm a oh, nervous man. wreck after watching him he gets me going he <laughs> <laughs> i mean i get tired watching him oh he's so animated right but it's just like think about all the all the um the movement, the noise, the sound, the, you know, it's addicting, right? In yeah. some aspects right. where, and that's where it becomes harmful when all of a sudden if you, you're continuously feeding or, you know, can't get, or, it's almost like a distraction in some aspects, right? Yeah. I know people that constantly check their, their, their um, investment accounts on their apps, like consistently throughout right. the day. And it's one thing I'd say if you're actually looking to maybe make some purchases, like mm-hmm. you're looking at the market to see, yeah, I've identified a stock that I want to buy and there's a point where I want to buy it, right? So you maybe you may just keep looking at the at your account to see if that you could if if the stock is at the point where you want to buy it. So if you're trying to make some tactical moves, I can understand that. Yeah. But if you're just looking to look to see how much money you've made off loss consistently, uh-huh. that, I mean, that's just you know, that's just being addicted, right? And right. that can be harmful. Uh, if you're constantly looking at your 401k on a daily basis, right? It's just like you're just you're just feeding yourself and and too much. You're bringing in too much information in your and it's like almost a sensory overload. So that's where the lust and the that's where that's where it comes into place, where it's just it's just the the distraction of staying focused and and 
trying their best to turn off all of those financial medias, you know, turning, um, you know, limiting yourself to how much exposure you're putting yourself towards looking at your investment accounts. And so that way, you know, you're just not, um, it's you're not you're not feeding that addiction for for inf- for information. I have a good comparison for what you're saying. This is, goes back to when I was young and in school, and you know it was, when it snowed. Of course, you know we always love to get out of school, so it snowed, um, and we got the day off. And the next huh? day, I wanted an extra day off, but the <laughs> sun came out, and I could see that it was uh, melting on the road. And so my friends were like, hey, you're trying to enjoy the day. Let's go out and play in the snow, do this and that and the other. And I, I couldn't. I stayed, and this was back when you found out you had to find, listen to the radio to, to find out if your school closed. I okay. stayed glued to the radio and, and monitoring the <laughs> melting of the snow on the road just, just because I was obsessed with having the next day off. Right, right. And, and, that's, yeah. and, and, and it, it just, it, it, well, first off, it messed my day up. And um, I just became obsessed with it. Is right, that a good comparison right. at all? I think I, yeah, that's like I, someone I like who it. tunes back. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. I like it. it <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. No, it is. I mean, it is. I mean, think about it. If we're constantly just feeding ourselves um, and we almost become uh, separated from reality in some aspects. Yeah. You know, if you're constantly looking at your 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 apps, right, for your accounts, then are you doing that at work? Well, shouldn't you be working? Right, right. You know, are you doing it at a dinner table? Well, shouldn't you be doing that with your family? Well, shouldn't you be having dinner with your family? Well, if you're not doing are that, they're doing probably that? on Facebook at work. They're probably on Facebook, on right? Other social media. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so in some aspects, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just like that. I mean, you had your day off, but you I probably enjoy were just. It. You couldn't enjoy it because you were just waiting for the next one. I right? wanted the next day. So you can actually day. tie that in with greed as well. Because exactly. I, the, that one day off wasn't good enough. I wanted enough the next day. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. Uh, envy. Ooh, envy. Ooh, envy. Okay, envy. how are we going to tie envy in? Oh, that's good. Envy is good. Well, envy's bad, but envy's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can see where uh, you know one guy tells you and it may or he may have embellished, but how well he did and something. And think then about you, it. I mean, yeah. When's the last time you heard a friend of yours tell you that they took it into shorts and lost like fifteen percent in their? They're portfolio? not going to tell you. They're going to tell you that. Yeah, but they'll tell you they'll be the first one to tell you when they made fifteen percent. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So envy comes into place where. Uh, you know, we've heard the phrases. You know, uh, don't don't chase the Jones or yeah, uh, keeping up with the Jones. Keeping yeah. up with the Joneses, right? And that's where envy comes into place. Where you're chasing, you could be chasing performance. You could be chasing uh, your neighbor's uh, success, and and ultimately, it it it's a very it's a cardinal sin, right? It's a cardinal sin of just just not being satisfied with where you are. And and being jealous, right, of what other people have, and so you start to strive for that chase for for what they have, just because you don't feel confident in the resources that you currently have, right? So there's one thing about success versus you know we talked about greed and, and envy, right? So mm-hmm. if your neighbor is a successful business owner, and you know you you want to emulate some of their their 
uh, work habits or you know some some things that have made them successful. That's one thing, but if but but when you're envious of them, right, right, that's where the the issue comes. It's a negative so emotion. It's a negative when you're comparing where you currently are right now. It's relative, right? So so when you're when you're comparing where you, your current state to someone else. That's where the envy comes into place. And so we've seen it a lot. We've seen it where people are chasing performances, right? You'll see it where people are, you know, buying high in the market and selling low because they're just trying to chase and chase to chase the next, the next big thing where, you know, if you're, if you understand where you are right now, it's probably where you is, is where you are right now. Make minor changes, right? But those changes should be based for what what you're trying to accomplish, not what your next the next door neighbor, what your best friend is doing. I've got a great snow day comparison on that. <laughs> no, I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it was gluttony. Gluttony. Uh, okay, so I think of gluttony as maybe like overeating or something like that. Um, yeah. But but kind of. Rem- yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, I just I don't. Where are you going with gluttony? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, gluttony. You think about like overeating, right? Yeah. Isn't that with um, um, what's seven? The movie, right? Right. With Brad Pitt. Yeah. I think the I think the gluttonous scene was the the guy that was that was found dead in his in his pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what. I, yeah. I, that's a, that's a weird movie. Uh, it is a weird movie. It's one of my favorites, though. I, uh, yeah, I, I, man, the ending though. Don't want to. No spoiler alert. <laughs> but the ending, it's a surprise. Um, well, yeah. that movie's thirty years old. So if you haven't seen it, then <laughs> that's a you problem. If you haven't seen it right exactly. now. <laughs> uh, but but uh, gluttonous. What, what's that? You would call it like an overindulgence. Yeah, like overconsumption. Right uh, there, you I go. I see where you're going with it now. Uh, and yeah, you're not so able to save if you do. Not that. able to save. You're not able to save. You're because you're constantly it's like that it's like that treadmill right you're constantly constantly trying to move forward move forward move forward but you forget one thing that you got to save and there if it if it wasn't crit- if it if it if the message didn't resonate last year it won't ever resonate with people yeah. saving is, is is having the the Ability to save and having a wherewithal to save and the mechanisms in order to save is huge, right? So failing to save, not because you don't have additional, but failing to save because you're over consuming, right? You're just constantly consuming new things that you don't even have the ability to save is is a huge sin, right? So I'm not just talking about putting money in your savings account, right? That's also a good place to start if you haven't started, but I'm talking about investing, right? Uh, so so if you if you haven't been able to save just consistently or or you're stuck at that same savings rate because you just continue to consistently buy and buy and buy and accumulate you have to do some introspection at that point and really start to realize well, where what are places that you can cut off where can you where where are places that you can eliminate spending so you can go back or start saving and start saving something and like i i don't i don't prescribe to the point i don't prescribe to the to the notion that no one has the ability to save i think everyone has the ability to save and yeah, it may not something, seem like a something, lot right 
right? It may not seem like a lot. You know, if you, you may say to yourself, well, well, I can only save 50 bucks a week. That's 50 bucks a week. That's $200 a, year, $200 a month, right? That's what, $2,400 a year? Yeah. Do that over time? Right. Something, I mean, it adds right? up. It's, it adds up. Yeah, no it doubt. It adds up. And this gluttony reminds me of, uh, I've been told Senator Fritz Hollins of South Carolina said there's too much consuming going on. <laughs> too much consuming. So if you've got too much consuming in your life, you may want to look at that. We yes. have, we'll have to, we'll do a little bit of rapid fire, but we still have five more deadly sins to go. And that's coming up on Your Finances Untangled. How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning, the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch? That's Cloud Vesters. That's cloudvesters.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey Smart Vester. That's a relationship you can trust. At Cloud Vesters, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement holistic financial planning in all areas including taxes estate planning insurance cash flow and budgeting they even offer customized personal websites for clients the technology of today while still maintaining that human touch that's cloudvestors that's cloudvestors.com your finances untangled. Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins with Mo Param of Cloud Vesters, which you can, of course, go to the website, cloudvesters.com. You can hear some of the old, uh, uh, some of the radio shows, of the, the past radio shows we've done, Mo and Andrew Nida. Yep. And uh, you can also see their TV show and, of course, all the podcasts are there. Well, we are, as we said, we're holding financial church in here today. The 10 Deadly Financial Sins. That's what we're going over. And I'll tell you uh, what Mo's already covered. Pride, greed, lust, envy, and gluttony. And now let's move on uh, to the next one. Impatience. I know where you're tying this one in. I know it. I'm not making money fast enough. Oh my gosh, what is going on? I have, I only made 9% this year. What is going on? <laughs> right. <Now> that's, <laughs> so yeah, so impatience, right? It's it's just the, I mean, if you just think about it, right? Uh, we, I think we live in a microwave society where every, uh, like there's, everyone wants things to just happen immediately, no right? Su- success is, is overnight. gratification instant gratification where it's where it's just not the case right it's just not the case for everything in life right so if you put it this way patience in the patience in the financial world is measured in in years is sometimes measured in years but sometimes in decades mm-hmm. right it takes time to build right if you go back to the, the scenario we were mentioning before about you know saving 50 bucks a week right you may say, my gosh, that's nowhere close to where I need to be to uh, to get into my three months, six months of, mer- of emergency savings. But it's one step closer, mm-hmm. right? It's one right. step closer than before. Sure. And so in patience, you have to have patience when it comes to your financial planning. And when and when it comes to investing, you have to have patience. You know, if you look at the first decade of the 21st century, for instance, this is with the dot-com bubble. The market loss, the U.S. market loss, a cumulative of nine percent over the first three years. Wow! Right? Yeah. Over the, and no, and no sorry. Over the first decade. First decade. 
first decade, but it was, but it started off with three negative years in the market, uh-huh. the, the dot com bubble. But if you bailed out, right? If you just said, you know what, I'm done. I'm, I can't. I'm, I'm impatient. I can't. I can't do this anymore. Well, you would have missed a decade of annualized returns of sixteen percent. Right. Right. What, what, man, and that's huge. Yeah. Which is huge. So you've got to have patience. You got to know your knowledge. You got to know yourself. But you have to understand that sometimes it just takes it just takes time, right? But it's, and sometimes it's building habits, right? It's building savings habits. It's building uh, cons- non-consumption habits, right? If you're always a spender, it takes time to get you from being a spender to a saver. But it'll take time, so don't get don't get impatient, right? That's why I like. Uh, I know we're gonna do some rapid fires, but when it comes to debt repayment, right? I like the snowball method yeah. in some aspects because um, you see the minor successes, right? You see the many wins over time, and then and then you start to see that okay, if I keep going on this route, the the end of the light is is there. I can see the end of the light, yeah. and you and you start to see you're not as impatient anymore because you understand that it is a process. It does take time to get to where you need to be. It took you time to get to where you where you were now, right? If you haven't saved any money when you're 50 years old, it took you 50 years to get to where you are right now. So don't expect you're not going to do not, it overnight. You're not going to do it overnight. The snowball does make so much so much sense in paying off your debt because yeah, you would look at that big one first, and but then. You, if you start on that one first, and we talked about this a few podcasts ago, you're going to get discouraged. Start with the small ones and work your way up. You have little exactly. victories, little exactly. Many victories. I like. I love that. We yeah. We talked about that. That's on. I think it was a couple of podcasts ago. Here's our next deadly financial sin: sloth, 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 sloth. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I think of that, I equate that to laziness. Yep. Okay. That's exactly what I, that's exactly what I like. And I say laziness, laziness to start, right? Laziness uh-huh. to, to, to contribute, right? You may have resources that you have, uh, that you, that's, that are eligible to you, right? You may have a 401k that you have access to and you've just been too lazy to, to go to the portal and sign up, um, now, you may have money in a checking account that's not doing anything, but you realize that, hey, if I put some money into a high interest savings account, I might get one, I might get half a percent or one percent more growth, but I'm just too lazy to open up an account, right? <laughs> uh, you may have these, you may have these grand intentions, right? I'm going to, oh man, I can't wait to, to start investing because I see, I, I see the value of investing. But I'll do it tomorrow though. I'll do it tomorrow, right? Yeah. Well, let tomorrow be today, right. right? Let tomorrow be today. Let's let's stop pushing things off, um, and and stop being lazy. Let's start to execute, right? Because that's that's the thing when it comes to working with our clients is we can put together the the most comprehensive financial plan that you can think of, but at some point in some areas they have to execute, mm-hmm. right? Or, or we have to execute. You know, we have to. So we can't just you know, sit on the sidelines and, and expect things to happen. We have to put things in motion. Right. And so for the, for the sins of being of sloth, it's just being lazy. Right. (laughs) It's just taking the next step and just actually doing it. Right. And that's why we believe um, wholeheartedly that financial planning is a living and breathing 
document, but also a living and breathing exercise with and relationship with our clients is because we have to get things going, but we're going to adjust, right? So if, if you're afraid or you're just too lazy, you got to just, just go ahead and do it, right? Just go ahead and do it and, and readjust, reevaluate. But the first step to any mile right, is that first step. The first process you know, is just taking that first step, the first leap. And, and you, you actually, you, you kind of tease the next um, financial sin here because you said if you're afraid or too lazy. So here it is. Fear. Fear. The only yeah. thing we have to fear is it's fear itself. It's so, so, so. <laughs> Who said that? FDR, Franklin Delano <laughs> Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yes, I knew that. I was testing you. I was testing into <laughs> right. that. Uh, yeah, fear. Yeah. Fear, man. Fear fear's a, fear's a killer, right? Fear can stop you from, from making the best financial decisions of your life because you're just afraid of, of failing or you're just afraid of not knowing. You're afraid of... Some people are are afraid of success, mm-hmm. so they so they set themselves yeah, up to yeah. fail. Isn't that crazy? Right? It's I, crazy, right? I mean, I guess what is the thought pattern there? If I'm successful, I could fall as suddenly, or I what is it? How are you afraid yeah, of? I can't hold on be, to it. That's it. I can't hold on to success. I've got it. I can't. Oh, uh, yeah, right. I've got be. it. I don't know what to do with it or the the, the expectations. Okay, so now that I'm successful. Maybe people are going to stretch their hands out. There's a responsibility if you're successful in some areas. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why, but you know, some people are f- afraid of the stock market, right? They just have this fear of, Oh my gosh, the market's going to crash. I'm going to lose everything. Although they've never invested ever in their life. Right. 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 They've never invested a dollar in their life, but they feel like the market is going to tank. Well, and something like what happened in 2020 can make people fearful. But, um, you know, you, but, you have to overcome your fear. What is the saying? It was in the, our notes here about history doesn't uh, repeat, but it rhymes. It, uh, it's right. Uh, it, does, and, it does. In other words, ahead. it's going to bounce back. It is. I mean, you, you take 20, you take last year, right? 2020. Mid March, the market, the S and P was down, what over thirty percent. So that's where the fear comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, the market! I told you, Mo, the market's going to crash. <laughs> told you. At the end of the year, S and P was up double digits. I think we said on a radio show right? recently we went uh, bull to bear, bear to bull in a matter of what? How many months? Four, <laughs> five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the. It, it, it's just a it, sometimes fear is just a lack of understanding, right? If you just don't understand how things work or how the market works, yeah, then you can be fearful, right? But that's where again having expert guidance uh, can help eliminate the, or at least mitigate some of the fears. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, fear again in your financial life, fear can you can miss out on great opportunities, right? Uh, if you keep your money in, in a in a savings account, right? Because you're fear because you're afraid of the markets. Well, put it this way, inflation is real. And if you're and if you're not at least saving and adjusting for inflation, then you're putting yourself in a world of hurt. So fear again has a way of just limiting you from making those great moves that you should that you know you should be making 
in your financial life, but you're just afraid to, right? You're afraid to 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 buy a house because, well, what if what happens if my house gets you know if I can't pay the mortgage, but right. you've been paying rent for the last ten years yeah. and never missed a beat. Yeah. So right. the likelihood of you missing a mortgage payment is low because you haven't missed a rent payment in ten years. Mm-hmm. So you probably should maybe look at buying a house. Right. So it's that fear. It's that it's that keeps self- us from moving sometimes and yeah. And it's acting. that it's that that self doubt you tell yourself. But you just got to kick it. You got to kick that habit. Here's the next one. Imprudence. Wouldn't be prudent to not <laughs> diversify. Wouldn't be prudent. You've got to diversify. You've got to diversify, 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 diversify. Um, and I mean a, a number of different ways. Without diversifying, you can you can set yourself up for, for failure. So that's diversifying stocks, bonds, diversifying in different types of uh, securities where there's index funds, mutual funds, diversifying in retirement accounts, taxable accounts, international domestic. We do we diversify for our clients on the investment side by bringing different investment managers to the table. So you've just got to you just got to diversify. You know you've 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 got to be able to have different different plate spinning, right? We we talked about plate spinning on the radio show. The yeah, other day, right? Andrew Nida brought up an old classic Ed Sullivan thing. I think I was on the Ed <laughs> Sullivan show. But the guy right. will keep the plate spinning. Yeah, you gotta have different plates. You gotta have yeah. different plates spinning at all times. You've got to have different plates spinning. And so with diversification, you just have different vehicles that perform differently. Uh, and when you add those two together, it, it puts a. You've got to have diversification in all areas of your finances. Put it that way, Andrew. Um, yeah, he brought up Ed Sullivan show in a recent radio show. I guess he's going to talk uh, next. I think he's going to use a uh, an example from the Lawrence Welk show. <laughs> radio show. All right, here's our last financial uh, deadly sin: aimlessness. Uh, aimlessness. That could be Failing. the number one. You got to have a that, direction and a goal, and you got to have a plan. Yeah, you plan. know, the aim, you just want to walk around. You don't want your finances just. Walk, you don't want to be tiptoeing aimlessly around your finances. You just don't want to do it, right? You you want to have a plan. Whether it's an investment strategy, right? Set some ground rules for how you're planning on investing. Um, whether it's a saving strategy, you know, understand that, you know, right off the top, I plan on saving five percent of my income, right off the top. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, every year I'm going to increase my 401k contributions by one percent. Or, you know, this year I'm going to pay, f- you know, fifty percent of my debt off, or whatever it is, right? Have a plan. Right. Have a plan. So you're because if you don't, your finances will have a plan for you. Yeah. So I'd rather be ahead of the game and in charge of my finances than the other way around. Um, choices, you know, you have, you've got to sit back and realize that the opportunities that healthy finances give you are choices. It gives you good choices to make. And without a healthy financial plan, your choices become limited. Mo, don't ask me how many of these financial deadly sins I've committed. Today or in life? <laughs> just today. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> no, just today. Just since uh, I got up this morning. <laughs> but, you know, we can all relate to some yes. or most of these. We've done them. We're human. We've made these finan- we've committed these financial deadly sins. And that's right. why you're, we're not casting judgment here. We're just, no um, we're just, I, you held financial church. 
that's it. That's it. Yeah. Hopefully, you hopefully you 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 felt. Um, you know, when I leave church, I always feel inspired, right? I always feel inspired. Right. I feel like, uh, you know, something, something, a spark, right? And 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 a takeaway that I can implement in my life moving forward. Mm-hmm. And so, hopefully, today, financial church, you walked away with one or two things that you can say, all right. Either I'm going to share this with a friend of mine who who's I, I'm watching them from afar that they're committing these sins, or within myself. I've identified that I'm doing one of these two things and I need to uh, evaluate myself. So yeah, come back next week to church. Hey, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Don't, don't you be a stranger here. Oh. We got a, uh, Mo's got a spot here for you. Your, your spot in the church pew. What is it about churches that everybody, the regulars, I always get a kind of freak out if I go to a new church, cause I'm afraid I'm sitting in somebody's spot, in, you know, in the pew. <laughs> yeah. And then they're going to walk yeah. in and go, Oh, great. Oh, great. He's Who's got my guy? spot. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> Who's this sinner? <laughs> I haven't seen him around. He's not from around here, is he? Well, Mo, this is good stuff. And cloudvestors.com. Check out the website. Uh, make sure you're as financially sin-free as possible. And yes. be sure to join us and stay with us on this great podcast, Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.